Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you are enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell ever. So, now we got another one, because last time I did an episode of the podcast, I asked Chad GBT to give me the top ten list of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Now, let's go to the opposite side of the coin, because I asked Chad GBT, please, give me your list of the top ten worst WrestleMania matches of all time. And, of course, Chad GPT... Got a list down pretty quickly, saying while WrestleMania has produced countless memorable matches, there have been some that didn't live up to expectations. Here's a subjective list of 10 matches that are often regarded as some of the weakest in WrestleMania history. So I'm going to go from 10 to 1, clearly no order, and saying that opinions may vary regarding the quality of these matches. So let's go through this stinker list. So number 10, ChatGBT put Kane versus the Rick Kali from WrestleMania 23. This encounter failed to live up to expectations as both Kali and Kane struggled to deliver a compelling match due to limited in-ring chemistry. Well, something I have to ask there. Were there really any expectations for a great Kali match? I mean, yeah, the match sucked. We, they would also have terrible matches in 2009, as we would see a couple years later. But, I mean, there, nobody really had any expectations for the match in reality. I mean, the match just sucked. Plain and simple. Now, number nine, I've gone through this one. Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. While Taylor's effort was commendable, the match suffered from a lack of wrestling expertise on both sides, resulting in a match that felt out of place. Hold on a second, hold on. Let me ask that for a second. I agree, this match sucked. It had no business being the main event of WrestleMania 11. But saying this match suffered from a lack of wrestling expertise on both sides? Hold on a second. One of them is Bam Bam Bigelow. The other is Lawrence Taylor. Bigelow had been in the business for like, what, at least 10 years at this point? I know he was around back in the mid to late 80s in WWE for his first run. But he, there's no lack of wrestling expertise on Bam Bam Bigelow's side. It's all Lawrence Taylor lacking it. And the match was just sluggish and slow. And freaking Bam Bam got buried. He got beaten in his own game of wrestling. To a non-wrestler, cleanly, in the main event of the biggest show of all time. I went through this with the WrestleMania 11 review. I agree, this main event sucked. But it's just like, it's not a fall on both sides. I mean, Bigelow, like Harper Holly said in his book, he had to pretty much kill himself just to try to get this match to work. So yeah, I agree this match sucked, but I question that line there. Number 8, Bam Bam Bigelow and Ludova Sean versus Doink and Dink from WrestleMania 10. I honestly don't remember a thing about this match. The... The, the Chad GBT just says, This mixed tag team match was heavily focused on comedy and failed to provide a compelling in-ring contest, leaving fans disappointed. I don't think fans really had anything to expect when you had clowns involved. So, I mean, I'm just going to leave it there. Number seven. This is where I'm going to question the, the description of this list. The Miz versus John Cena WrestleMania 27. Saying, despite being a highly anticipated main event, this match received criticism for its lackluster action and interference of The Rock overshadowing its competitors. I honestly highly doubt people were highly anticipating a match between The Miz and John Cena, especially because there's The Miz in it. Okay? The Miz did not feel like a main event guy. He just felt like a mid-carder with the WWE Championship during his entire WWE title run. I mean, yeah, that's more elevated position compared to Jinder Mahal, like I've discussed in a past episode, but it's like nobody was highly anticipating this match. I mean, it was a little bit better than Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow, in my opinion. And yeah, the match was lacking because of the main, because it just did not click. 
but it was not highly anticipated. The only thing people highly anticipate is seeing The Miz get his fucking ass kicked. That's it. Number six. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of WrestleMania 27, Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole. WrestleMania 27. This match featuring commentator Michael Cole and guest referee Stone Cold Steve Austin was played by excessive comedy and an unsatisfying finish. I did not remember any comedy happening in that match. I mean, what was so funny about the match? The match actually sucked. Cole at one point got his teeth knocked out in rehearsal prior to the show. Still in the match, he lacked any in real in-ring like, action or any expertise in his career or experience. That's what I'm looking for. It's just like, the whole thing was just Jerry Lawler making Michael Cole suffer and Stone Cold kind of getting involved. And then you had the unsatisfying finish. Stone Cold laid his hands on Michael Cole, let Michael Cole repeatedly tap out to the ankle lock by Lawler before finally ringing the bell, and then the anonymous Raw GM is just like, yeah, fuck it, this, this whole thing is reverse. So it's just like, no. Bad, bad all around. Now, ChatGBT, I just spotted an error. I just spotted an error. Because number five and number one, you had the exact same shit. Like, you have the same match, and you have different descriptions. Number five, he put The Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez WrestleMania 9. The problem is, you listen to this description. The second encounter between Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez didn't fare much better than their first, with the match being heavily reliant on outside interference. Their second encounter was a SummerSlam. Okay, they had one WrestleMania match together. So, I don't get why you're given the description... Other SummerSlam 93 match, which was a rest in peace match, aka an ODQ match. And you're putting it at number five here with the wrong description. Why? That's not Summer that's not a WrestleMania match. I'll get to that when we get to number one. Number four, Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon, WrestleMania 26. While the build-up to this match was intriguing, the actual ring encounter was underwhelming due to McMahon's limited wrestling ability. Well that and Bret couldn't really wrestle the way he could because of his stroke from eight years prior. But, I mean, the one defense, the one defense I'll give this match was that it got the job done. Brad wanted to make Vince suffer after everything that he had been put through ever since the screw job in 97. And he made Vince pay. I will give it that. That's the only praise I'll give this match. I mean, the match sucked balls. But, again, it's not just Vince's fault. Brad wasn't at 100% anymore. Couldn't do what he used to do. Plain and simple. Now, number three, one of the most lackluster main events in a match that should not have been a main event at all. Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice from WrestleMania 8. Despite the star power involved, even though Sid wasn't really a big star in the WWF at that point, he would be a little bit later, this match failed to deliver a satisfying conclusion and interference by Papa Shango only added to the confusion. Well, yeah, because the two did not click very well. It had no business being the main event just because just it's Hulk Hogan doesn't mean it needs to be the main event. Alright, there like you compare this to the WWE Championship match between Savage and Flair, that had a more compelling story and everything to justify being a main event more than Sid Hogan. Okay, this match had no business being the main event. And then, of course, it failed to deliver a satisfying conclusion because Papa Shango wasn't given the proper cue to run down in time to interfere, so Sid had to kick out of the leg drop then Harvey Wilman jumped on the apron, and that's when Earl Hebner, I, who I believe was a referee, called for the bell. That's all it was. Like, oh, disqualified just because the guy jumped on the apron. He didn't actually lay hands on anybody, so it's still disqualification. 
like, ugh. I mean, the only good thing that happened afterwards was Warrior returning. But that was it. The number two. A match that the first time I watched this match, it almost put me to sleep. Brock versus Goldberg, WrestleMania 20. The anticipation for this match was high. But both Lesnar and Goldberg were leaving WWE, resulting in a lackluster contest with a disinterested crowd. Yeah, because that crowd was probably the most that was probably the most vocal match that if, that we saw at WrestleMania 20. I mean, the crowd was just like at first the crowd was being like Goldberg when he made his entrance, and then next you know the bell rings and they're the fans are just immediately shitting on both of them. After a while, they're even brawling, brawling on the outside, and the crowd who was chanting Goldberg during his entrance, they said Goldberg sucks. I mean, I think, didn't they show in one of those documentaries showing some side footage on the network or Peacock where Goldberg was getting heckled by the fans and he's just like, hey, fuck these fans. They just say, all right, they're going to shout at us. We'll give them a shit match. And the match, like, my God, I had bowel moments that passed through faster than the opening moments of the match. I can take a shit faster than it takes them to actually lock up and have any action. And the most over person was his guest referee, Snow Cold Steve Austin, who was a year retired. Yeah, thank God they've made up for it with their match, WrestleMania 33. But this match blew. And then finally, number one. Like I just mentioned, The Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez, WrestleMania 9. This match is often criticized for its slow pace and lack of in-reaction. Giant Gonzalez's limited wrestling ability hampered the quality of the match. Yeah, because all they did were strikes. Like clubs, punches... Uppercuts like with open palms, and that was it. Then all of a sudden, oh, here comes the cum rag covered in an ether. Oh, Undertaker, smell the ether and smell the cum, and it makes him pass out. It's like, oh, jizz. And then, like, so that results in disqualification. Undertaker later comes back, and then at least does that front flip leaping clothesline and knock Giant Gonzalez off his feet finally. But it's just like the most interesting part of the match happened after the bell rang to signal the end of it. Like, this match was god-awful. And it was like the big blemish on The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Yeah, he's still undefeated. But it was pointless trying to protect Giant Gonzalez because the match blew. And you had the one match on The Undertaker's streak that ended with a non-conclusive finish. Everything else had a conclusive finish from WrestleMania 7 all the way up until he retired at WrestleMania 36 for his WrestleMania record. I can't call it a streak because it was done being a streak of 30, but... Yeah, this match was awful. But still, Chad GBT... You screwed up on the description of WrestleMania, or choice number five, so what's really, what were you really going to say there? So anyway, let me know in the comment section below. Do you agree with this list of the ten worst WrestleMania matches according to ChatGPT? Or are there some matches that you would swap out with others? Let me know in the comment section below. And if you enjoyed today's episode, folks, please remember, leave a like, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to podcasts on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.